Amen. It's been an amazing week. What an awesome privilege it is to come. And I appreciate it. Y'all give these girls and youth and different ones. Y'all give them a hand. I know many of them, many of them have done left the building, done gone home. They did it first service and just finished up second service. Guys, it was a it was an absolutely amazing week. God showed out in some phenomenal ways. We had like 261, I believe, students registered in our VBS this year. Uh, we sat in the office the other day and just sort of counted around all the heads, all the, all the regulars that were in, in attendance throughout the week, had like 170 or so of you guys, and, and most all of you saw it. Most of you came, and oh, this past Thursday night, family night, they tell me 560 or so people were in this actual sanctuary, standing all around the edges, standing out through the front, doing, doing the same thing, singing and bouncing and jumping and, and praising and worshiping. And the, the altar was full of kids just giving, giving not their lives, but giving their, their all, saying, Lord, and on behalf of their families, on behalf of so many. That final song also was used each night for our offering. We did, a, we did the girls versus the boys. Remember, we kicked it off last week. Sunday morning, Miss Pat, Miss Sandy, and many others were such good sports. They, uh, they went with, with the pain in the hair like Rob has this morning, and, and that really set the tone. It just set the tone for, hey, I will do whatever it takes to see lives changed. And as of, I don't even say this moment because money is still being handed around and passed around we were raising money for people in Ecuador, and this is where we are as of right now. 3,647 Bibles and almost $11,000. And I'm, I'm pretty sure by the time this is all said and done, we're going to be bumping dollars $14,000. That is absolutely amazing. God is so good. If you do not believe it, look up there. And these kids, they were bringing it girls versus boys, I think. Who won finally? I think the boys finally won, and they got to pie us in the face, and some of us had pickles. You ever had a pickle pie? I had pickle chocolate and a bunch of nasty stuff inside of a pie. But, hey, whatever it takes, whatever it takes. So I appreciate all of you that have given, and you can still give as the Holy Spirit leads you to. Uh, I've had people come up to me and ask. You can give as God leads you. I'm not going to push it. I'm not going to say much more about it, but just... I appreciate so much what you guys did right there. You just don't realize that's 3,647 right now that we know of Bibles that are going to be put in the hands of people who desperately need it. We talked about on that, on that Monday, no, on that Sunday night, there are so many people that do not have access to God's Word. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. You've got to have a copy. You've got to hear it. And, and some of these places are remote. Some of these areas are so remote, there's no coming in, there's no going out. It's just what is in there. And the, the information and the truth that they have is what they've been told, and it's not always been accurate. It's been, it's been given to them in such a way that's sort of oppressive. But when people get a copy of God's Word and they begin to read about and find out that, hey, this God loves me so much. He is awesome and I want to know him, and as we study God's word, we have, uh, I remember uh, this past, what was it, Sunday night? Monday, Sunday night, I took just all the Bibles that I had just in my office, and there was probably, I don't know, I had them stacked up on a table, and I probably got 15, 20 Bibles just in my office. And many of them, yes, many of them mean something, many of them were given to me, many of them were special, yes, but I don't read them all. 
And if you go around this room, we've got lots and lots of Bibles, whether they're on our nightstands or in our vehicles, or, or just imagine what all access we have on our phone. And to think that there are people who literally do not have access to God's Word. And we were able to talk to Cotty each night in missions. Um, well, once we got there, we were able to tell her, and we pulled her up on Thursday night and was able to tell her. And, and really, the number we had Thursday night was like right over 8,000. And as I was about to say it, some little kid ran up and handed me another check for like more money. And I said, all right. So God just continued, continued to work. God is amazing. Go with me, go with me. Second Chronicles seven fourteen. You remember last week? You remember last week? You remember it? That's what you prayed, remember? 7.14 said, And my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven. What did you pray for last week? Do you remember? Because some of you were praying that God would work mighty and powerful things, and He answered your prayers. So whoever, if you prayed that God would blow this VBS out of the water, keep praying. If you prayed that many, many, many young people would come to know Christ as their Lord and Savior up there in missions, and I know in the classrooms as well on Wednesday night, I have this, I just have this in me. I'm, I'm, I don't work well with the Lifeway world. Lifeway a lot of times wants you to on Wednesday night share the gospel, and my thing is I may not see them again. This may be the only night I get to stand in front of them and I say, hey, now is the time. Today is the day of salvation. And during the missions time, we were up there, we shared the gospel, we talked. One night I was able to talk, use the, the bracelet. I talked about how, you know, where heaven is, is good and perfect and holy and it's really, really good. There's no sin in heaven and here we are, we're sinners. We, we lie, we cheat, we steal, we think bad things. We do things that we should not. And there lies the problem. God is not going to let sin in His perfect heaven. It doesn't matter how good you are. It doesn't matter how much money you could, you could come up here and you could write a check for $100,000 and that doesn't save or wipe away one sin. Only the blood of Jesus Christ there on the cross of Calvary. Only perfectly red blood washes dirty black sins white as snow. I don't understand it. But it is a mystery. It is grace. It is good. It is, it is His plan for salvation. And we were able to, to talk with the kids on and that first night, it was just overwhelming. I mean, you never know what to expect. You never, you just lay it out there and you to trust God with the increase. He tells us that His, His Word will not come back void. And you, you're faithful to deliver the message and, you, and then you let the Holy Spirit convict the heart and draw people to themselves. And kids just stood up all over the room. And they did it again on the next night. And we had lots and lots of people. And he, he made a good point. It was nothing we did except to be obedient. It was nothing we did except put ourselves in a position to be used by God. All right, Lord, I don't bring anything to the table. I'm just willing. I'll speak what you want me to speak, and I'll say it. And being sensitive, I, uh, the plans change. We, we do a lot of sticky notes around here, and then it's like, well, I mean, literally, that's what I found out was happening this morning, and it works. It just absolutely works. God does amazing things when we allow the Spirit of God to move in us talked earlier about how is um guys I, I want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart whether whether you worked in kitchens or snacks or crafts or music whether you helped in one of the the preschool classes or one of the main teachers whether you're outside one down on the on the field wherever you were thank you so much but then we had another group that just came and prayed 
They came and walked the area. They came and walked, they circled the area. And I thought about, I walked by one night and I looked out. I had an opportunity, Wendy and I, we had an opportunity a couple of times to walk ourselves. And I was thinking about uh, Joshua leading the children into Israel and the walls of Jericho. And it just took me there. Go with me. Look with me. We're just going to bounce to a few places this morning. So many things, so many thoughts, so much, so much. And, and some of you say, well, I don't get it. And let me say this to you. Some of you say, well, I, I invited every single one of you. Unless you're visiting this morning, I invited every single one of you to come to Chapel Hill all through the week. I said, we're going to have five family reunions. We would be there Sunday night, Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night. And I invited every single one of you. And some of you are like, yeah, this is neat, this is cool, this is fun. And I hate, but my thing is, I hate you missed it if you missed it. Because how do I, put yourself in my position, put yourself in our position. How do we stand up here? Last night, last night our neighbors behind us, listen to this, our neighbors behind us were shooting big old expensive fireworks. I'm talking them massive fireworks. Them things was exploding and they were blowing up, really. They were like right there and they would just pop up over to my backyard and it was like, boom! Was... Y'all don't get it, do you? No, seriously, Wendy's got pictures. They were, they were boom! And, and then we would stand out there with our camera and we'd wait. And she's like, my arms are hurting. I'm like, well, keep, we're going to get a good one. And then it'd come up and it'd be like, boom! That's what it's like for some of you right now this morning. All week long, booms went off. Meteors fell. Holy Spirit. Joshua had a moment like that. He came. wonder what people must have thought. Let's, let's chase this rabbit. wonder what people must have thought. Go to, go to Joshua chapter 6. That's foolish. That makes no sense. It's hard to come back in here on a Sunday and Explain to you something you didn't see. Many of you around this room know what I'm talking about. Many of you around this room. What's the title this morning? Where's my title, Ty? It's coming. There it is. Guess what we saw? Guess what we got to say, see, church? We got to see just a glimpse. Just a glimpse of His glory. Just a glimpse. We got to see this past week just a glimpse. Can you imagine what it must have been like to see this happen? Joshua chapter 6, beginning in verse 15, says this, Then on the seventh day they rose early at the dawning of the day and marched around the city in the same manner seven times. Only that day they marched around the city seven times. At the seventh time when the priest blew the trumpet, Joshua said to the people, Shout, for the Lord has given you the city. Can you imagine what must have gone on in the minds of the people? Are you kidding me? The walls are large, it's a fortified city. Are you kidding me? There's no way, my little boys, I don't have a, I don't have a motor grader, I don't have a nothing. I don't have nothing that's going to knock that wall down. And you're telling me that all I've got to do is to stand here and faithfully shout. Look at verse 20. So the people shouted, and the priest blew the trumpet, and when the people heard the sound of the trumpet, and the people shouted with a great shout, and the walls fell down flat. This past week I thought about, as I looked out and I saw faithful men and women circling this place and praying over our kids and praying over our workers and praying over those that were in here fighting spiritual battles. It's not a battle of flesh and blood. It is 
spiritual battle. Strongholds were being torn away. Powers and influences that Satan had wrapped around young kids' lives, those walls were just fading away as men and women were simply being faithful. Go over with me to Matthew chapter 13. We got over there, and every, every night I'd stand and we'd open the door. Me and Mr. Lloyd, we'd, we'd open the door, and they would just come in, and they just kept coming, and they kept coming. And I'm thinking, where are they going? And I, I would occasionally, I would walk into the gym, and there was just like, wow, it was a mass of humanity in the gym. It was crazy, the numbers of people. And I'm, I remember something Casey had told me last Sunday at lunch. How many we normally prepare for, Casey? Oh, about 70. He told me earlier, he's like, no more predictions. Guys, that's what we do. That's where we get in trouble. We put God in a box based on yesterday. We put God in a box based on what we've seen. Here's the deal. Unfortunately, unfortunately, you can't do that. Because the God we serve is awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. We, there was one night, it was crazy. They went out and bought like 50 pizzas. That's a lot of pizzas. They cut little tiny slices and all. I think we had, what, five pieces left. That was good. Kitchen folks were rocking it that night. They were all in there, and I thought about it. I thought about Jesus feeding them. I thought about Jesus. Look over in uh, Matthew chapter 14. Matthew chapter 14, beginning in verse 15. When it was evening, the disciples came to him and said, This place is desolate, and the hour is already late, so send the crowds away that they may go into the village and buy food for themselves. That makes really good sense, doesn't it? It does. Let me say something. Faith usually don't make any sense to the world. It makes really good sense. Hey, there's all these people. There's not enough food here. Send them into town. Let them go into the villages. Let them find what they need. Let them go shopping. And that's what we normally would think. That's the world system. But when Jesus stepped foot on this earth, he radically changed. And the best thing for us to do, I had somebody in my office this past week, and he was talking to me about going into ministry and different things, and I said, best thing for you to do is to forget everything you know to date. Just forget it. Because God don't work on the world's economy. God don't work the way we expect. The way we expect is, look, you've got thousands of people. Some 5,000 people are here hungry. Send them into town. But you know what Jesus looks at us and says? Jesus looks at us and says this same thing that he told them back then. But Jesus said to them, they do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. You feed them. Are you kidding me? That's the way Jesus works. Jesus is not about sending them down the road. No, Jesus is like, you take care of them. They're at your front door. You take care of them. They're right in front of you. Guys, how many times have we missed an opportunity to see God do absolutely amazing things? How many times have we missed those opportunities to see meteorites and asteroids and awesome firework shows because we in our flesh say, well, there's no way. I think God wants us. I think God sometimes just wants us to, to have that moment in our spirit to where we wrestle and say, Well, Lord, in my flesh, I don't see a way, but I am going to surrender my will to yours. And I'm going to listen. And I'm going to obey you. 
Imagine what we miss because of disobedience. Imagine what we miss because we rationalize. Imagine what we miss because we put God in a box this big and we say, hey, we'll call you when we're sick. We'll call you when the doctor says we got a problem. We'll call you when we lose our job and we can't handle it. Till then, I got this. And we think that's not true, but that's exactly what we do. He's in a box that size. I got, I got silly last night. I was laying there and I was just blown away. I'm still kind of blown away at what God does. I'm always blown away at what God does. I started Googling things. I know when you look out there and the Hubble Space Telescope is really, really big and it's really vast and they use these really crazy numbers like a light year. I googled a light year is like 5.88 trillion miles is a light year. Okay, that's how far if you were to take a, a big flashlight and you aim it there and you shoot it in one year, that beam of light will have traveled 5.88 trillion miles. That's a long way. That's one light year. They tell us, scientists tell us, looking through the Hubble Space Telescope at this big sphere they call the universe, that the universe is some 93 billion light years across. So, your calculator won't do it. Google spit out some e I mean, I don't even know what it was trying to tell me. I went, I went uh, 5.88 trillion times 93 billion. And that's the God we serve, and he holds every bit of it in his hand. He ain't lost a star yet. We're still finding what he's had sitting out there all along. And yet that's the God we say. Oh, wow. Mama's sick. Work's getting difficult. Relationships are getting hard. Hey God, you think you got some time that you can come help this one? That's disobedience. Putting him in a box. He ain't in a box. He's the same guy. That's what he says with a box. He crushes it. He's like, get out of here, you silly box. The Holy Spirit said, let me show you this illustration. Go with me. Ephesians. I lay there last night. A lot of lights nights. I just lay and I preach. I just lay and preach and I listen. I just listen to things. Look over to Ephesians. I watched, I watched another sermon last night. You're like, well, who do you listen to? I just watched me. It, wasn't, it was my call weekend sermon. I, I, I don't think I had seen it. And y'all can't see it because it's, it's like hidden somewhere in hidden sphere out there. And I watched it last night. Go to Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20 and 21. That's what I preached on my call weekend. I wasn't your pastor. I just knew that, you know what, I may never see them cats again. I may never see them again. I may never step in front of them. They may just not like me. They like them, but they just might not like me. And if I get one chance to tell them anything, what can I tell them? Now, to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think, that's the God that we serve, church. 
That's the God that cannot be put in a box. That's the God who can do anything, period. And that's the God who can use anybody, period. And I can remember, I watched it. I don't have to remember. I literally watched it last night late. I laid there on my phone and I watched. And I was sitting up here saying, look, church, can you imagine what God could do if we just got out of the way and allowed Him to be God? Remember I talked about how there's uh, uh, Jonah's in the room. You know, there's a lot of people in this church, even this morning, that's still running. You can hear us. You can see the guys bounce around. You can see the girls lead us in worship. You can hear about asteroids, and you're saying, oh, not me, because I'm scared. Don't call me, call him. There's people in churches all over the place that are running from God's clear word in their life. A clear message to, hey, you. I want to use you in a mighty and in a powerful way, and I don't want you to bring anything to the table except a willing spirit. There's Jonah's in the room still running. There's Moses's. They hear a clear word from God, and excuse after excuse after excuse comes up. Excuse after excuse. I can't talk. Who in the world am I? Who, who, what is they, who are they going to say that I am? Excuse after excuse after excuse. And unfortunately, there's many in the room that's willing to go as far as Moses was and say, all right, that's fine, send Aaron. Send somebody else. But church... If you're a Christian, look at part B of that verse. Part V of 20 says this, according to the power that works within us. We don't depend on our own strength. We don't depend on our own power. We don't depend on ourselves to do anything. We simply show up and make ourselves a willing and available vessel. You say, I, I hear people say, well, I just, don't, I just don't know what God wants me to do. Come to church. You say, well, I don't hear God talking to me. Come here, stay around, get in the room, hang out with the kids, get with the youth. Opportunities will pop up. I'm on a boat. God told me to go to Nineveh, preacher, but I'm on a boat, boat running just as fast as I can to Tarshish. I don't see God working in my life. Preacher, God called me to go talk to Pharaoh, but I'm sitting over here making every excuse in the world, and I don't see God showing up in my life, preacher. wonder why. Disobedience. He's in a box. He... he God can't use me. Now to him who is able to do far more exceedingly beyond anything, anything we can ask or dream or imagine or think, to him be the glory. Look at verse 21. To him be the glory in the church in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Forty-something of our students got saved this week. Little bitties, young people. Oh, what's God going to go do through them? You got saved at what, six, seven, six? 
I'm, I'm very sensitive when you're talking to the kids, the K-1, two-year-olds. I'm so very sensitive. I'm not going to do no repeat after me. Come fill out this card. Come say this prayer. You're good to go. I'm, I'm not that. You don't do that. That's evil. No, you let the Spirit of God move and you be very sensitive. And, and uh, when we had that, I went around the room to our big people with the yellow shirts on and many of our big people were saved at 6 and 7 and 8 and 9. Music ministers, pastors, teachers, leaders. Guys, we don't have to put God in a box. Just let God be God. Get out of the way. Put Him out there. Make, make much of Him. Make his name great, lift up King Jesus and just let him be God. We finished last week. We're going to finish this way. Is anybody joining this morning? Is anybody going to join Chapel Hill Baptist Church this morning? Come see Rob. Well, we got some doing it. Praise God. Come on up, sister. Because we're going to pray in a minute. We're going to have a... We, I want you to go over here and talk to... We've got a whole family coming. Because we're going to pray when this is over. And you know, VBS, just a glimpse. They said we're closing the doors on VBS. You know, I don't want to cl ever close the door on what God's doing at this place. I don't, I don't want to close the door on what God's doing at this place. That was just a glimpse. You said, Brother Shannon, why'd you, why were you Googling distances? Humor me a second. God is outside of time, space, and matter. And you take 5.88 trillion miles and you multiply it by 93 billion and you get this massive area. And I was laying there thinking to myself, how in the world can I get them to see how big and awesome you are, God? And he just showed me the universe. He always shows me things that's so big. And he showed me the universe. Guys, I started and I forgot it. And I mentioned it first service and I still forgot it second service. I was going to bring a lighter up here tonight, this morning, and I was just going to flick it. One of the things you hear me say a lot is God's just getting started. And this is what I mean by that. Imagine that 5.88 trillion times 59 billion, that big sphere-looking thing called the universe. Imagine if every atom in it caught on fire. Imagine if it was just, if you could somehow, let's just say, this is the cool part of God, because God can do that. Let's imagine that this is literally 5.88 trillion miles times 93 billion miles, and that's it right there, and God's like, that's cool, isn't it? That's cool. See, because God is that big and awesome, and imagine that big place is on fire. You know what we just saw in comparison? 40-something saved. All these people, 560-something people in this very room on Thursday night, worshiping and praising God, weeping at the altar. In comparison, we saw a, a glimmer. Why can you, how can you say that? This was big, preacher. It was big, but he's just getting started. 
It doesn't matter how far you've come in life. It doesn't matter how old or how young. It doesn't matter what you've seen. We serve an infinite God who those comparisons are... Oh yeah, and by the way, those comparisons fail. Those comparisons of me flicking a lighter to 5.8 trillion times 93 billion fail in comparison because God is infinitely bigger than even that comparison. And you, and you know what we do when we see that? We're like, wow! And He's the same God that's inside you. He's the same God that equips you. He's the same God that wakes you up every morning and says, hey, you, let's go. Let me use you. Let me use you. Rob, talk to us. What we got going on over here? Well, this is my friend Emmeline. I'm going to stay right there. You're going to stand up. There you go. Um, and this is who I told you about earlier. Maybe you'd get to hear. And so um, she stopped me briefly. But the story started earlier in the week. And on the way home one night from VBS, James was DJ Jazzy James for us all week back in the back. Um, and our, our mathematician counter. But he uh, was on his way home late from VBS, and they had a good conversation on the way home, and, and he told Casey, he said, I probably should have turned the car around, and those of you that know the staff, we sit around and chat, and we were still here, and we said, you should have, here we were, but in God's timing, in God's timing, and so they talked a little bit more, and, and she was the one that stopped me this morning upstairs, I popped my head in, and she said, can I talk to you a second? Mr. Rob, I gave my life to Jesus. Amen, Amen is right. Y'all celebrate Miss Emmeline for me this morning. Amen. And she, she wants to follow in believer's baptism, and so, again, those, those waters may, may go down so we can clean it and back up, but those waters are going to be flowing, and, and God's not done. God's not done. Just a glimpse of what happened this week can happen every week. We just have to be obedient and stay out of His way. So, Amen. That Second Chronicles seven fourteen verse, don't turn there, just listen. This is how we're going to close... VBS week. We're going to close VBS week the way we kicked it off. My people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven, forgive, forgive their sins, and will heal their lands. I want us to pray. What do you want to see next? Bow your heads. What do you want to see next? Where do you want to see God go from here? What do you see him do now? Listen, you've seen a God, you've, we've explained a God, you've heard a God who's so big, do not put him in a box. Now what? I want you to pray big prayers. I want you to pray massive prayers right now. Where do you want to see God take this church? Where do you want to see God take you? What do you want to see God do in you? What do you want to see done? We don't have because we don't ask. And we ask with wrong motives, Scripture says. We're not asking with wrong motives. We want to be in the center of God's will. We just want to get out of His way and let Him be God. As we pray right now in the quietness and the stillness of this moment, talk to Him.
want you to intercede, if you would, for those 40-plus kids that trusted Christ this week. Remember last week we prayed for the 100, and what was it, 160 or so that had been pre-registered and you didn't know their names? Pick a number, 1 through 40. You got your number? That's your kid. Pray for those children right now. Pray that the Holy Spirit of God would put a hedge of protection around them, that He would bless them, that He would use them in a mighty way. Intercede for that little one right now. Father God, what an honor it is to have been used by you. What an honor it is, Lord, to be your son. What a gift to know, Lord, you are starting now. You are just getting started, Lord. We have eternity, eternity forever. You don't put eternity on a map, on a number line. That is forever. We got that with you forever. And you get us, you let us see a glimpse of, of forever, even now down here on this earth. And God, for that, we say thank you. God, around this room, bless each man, woman, boy, and girl. Bless them indeed, God. Bless them indeed. Lord, we'll give you praise for what you're going to continue to do. In Jesus' name, amen.